Buenos dias from Big Tree. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 25th of August, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Thursday the 19th, the border agreement forum between Venezuela and Colombia was held in Cucuta, Colombia, where businessmen and governmental authorities of both countries met to discuss the reopening of the border and the re-establishment of commercial relations. At the event, Colombia's ambassador to Venezuela, Armando Benetti, said they seek to, quote, recover the economy of both nations and continue strengthening border integration between Colombia and Venezuela, end quote. Following this news, after the event, the Minister of Transportation of Colombia, Guillermo Reyes González, informed in a press conference that flights between Colombia and Venezuela will resume in October. On the same day, the president of the Development Bank of Latin America, Sergio Díaz Granados, said that, if necessary, the organization will provide economic support to Colombia and Venezuela. Diaz considers the re-establishment of relations between the two countries and opening of the border a, quote, growth of economic activity in the region, end quote. Speaking of Colombia, on Monday the 22nd, on a national broadcast, the deputy to the National Assembly of Venezuela, Diosdado Cabello, asked the Colombian government to extradite some of Maduro's political opponents to Venezuela. However, on the same day, the Colombia president, Gustavo Petro, replied via Twitter, quote, Colombia guarantees the right to asylum and refuge, end quote. On Friday the 19th, in a national broadcast, the ombudsman, Tyrek William Staub, ordered to add 23 people into Interpol lists and issued them a red notice. These people had been designated by the Guaido administration to operate in the company Monomeros. The 23 are accused of impersonating a public official. While re-establishing relations with Venezuela, the Colombian government returned the Monomeros company located in Barranquilla, Colombia, to Maduro's regime. However, the Maduro administration reported last week that when the company was handed over to them, it was bankrupt. Let us remember that during the mandate of the former president of Colombia, Ivan Duque, the control and administration of Monomeros was in Guaido's hands. On that note about international relations, on Thursday the 18th, the U.S. Department of Homeland Security reported that the son-in-law of former mayor and opposition politician Antonio Ledesma, business Luis Agosto Butev, was arrested. On Twitter, the U.S. agency said that Vutev was arrested for allegedly being involved in the laundering of 1.2 billion U.S. dollars that had been fraudulently obtained from PDVSA, the government-owned oil company. If found guilty, he could face a sentence up to 20 years in prison. Speaking of crimes, on Friday the 19th, in a national broadcast, the ombudsman Tarek William Saab said that According to the public ministry, between the 1st of January and the 15th of August, 632 cases of sexual abuse of children were reported. Saab said that Zulia, Takira, Carabobo, Caracas, and Miranda were the territories with the highest number of reported cases of pedophilia. However, he did not reveal the figures. 
In the broadcast, the prosecutor also thanked citizens for promoting the pedophilia is a crime campaign on social media and said that he had met with the directors of educational institutions nationwide to hold forums, talks, and workshops about how to prevent such crime. On Friday the 19th, the public ministry issued an arrest warrant against the two people that allegedly set the warehouses of the Venezuelan Institute of Social Security on fire. Leila Miranda and Jorge Cambero have been charged with terrorism and criminal association. On the same day, the Ministry of Health reported on Twitter that a third ship arrived in the country with more than 300,000 supplies for dialysis to replace the supplies lost due to the fire. So far, authorities have not said where the supplies came from. The warehouse was in charge of distributing supplies for hemodialysis and peritoneal dialysis patients and caught fire on Monday the 15th. Moving on, on Thursday the 18th, a video of an 18-year-old Venezuelan beaten and injured by officials from Venezuelan embassy in Santiago de Chile went viral. Journalist Sergio Noveji shared the video on social media. Noveji reported that the young man, after waiting for several hours and despite seeing his name on the list to receive passports upon entering, the embassy staff informed him that his passport was not ready. So the man started yelling at the staff, and in consequence, they took him out of the facility. The video went viral on social media to the point where the mayor of Providencia Municipality, Evelyn Matei, who on other occasions has denounced similar mistreatment committed by the Venezuelan embassy, asked the embassy to clarify what had happened. Following this news, on Friday the 19th, the Venezuelan embassy in Chile posted a video on their Instagram account and added a caption with their side of the story. The video was recorded from the side of the embassy, where the start of the attack can be seen. In the video description, the embassy reports that the young man attacked a Chilean worker and presented false documents. They also said that they had reported the man to the authorities. Another thing that went viral on social media were Maduro's sayings about Venezuela being the country with the highest economic growth in Latin America this year, and people had a good laugh about it in Twitter. On Tuesday the 23rd, at the National Council for a Productive Economy, the president of the Central Bank of Venezuela, Calixto Ortega Sanchez, reported that the country registered an economic growth of a bit over 17% in the first quarter of 2022. The bank estimates for the second quarter of the year, the Venezuelan private economy will increase by almost 19%. In other news, on Sunday, the 21st, on Twitter, the Ministry of Interior Relations, Justice and Peace said that 130 police officers were appointed to guard the Caracas Metro aiming to, quote, strengthen the security of this public transport service, end quote. The measure comes a week after a man was fatally injured in a fight between peddlers at the Miranda station of the Caracas Metro. On the same day, the Scientific Penal and Criminal Investigations Corps arrests Jesus Alberto Castillo Alpon, the defendant for the murder of the peddler Juan Alberto Escalona. The investigation was shared on the Instagram account of Douglas Rico, who is the director of the investigation body. 
He said that at the time of the arrest, they found two weapons in the defendant's house. On Monday the 15th, the victim was attacked with a knife and was seriously injured. Even though paramedics helped him, he died in the health center. In other news, on Monday the 22nd, journalist Ray Alvarado reported on social media that the National Superintendent for the Defense of Socioeconomic Rights closed at least 10 stores in Katia, Lamar City. Store owners were overcharging for products since they set the value of the dollar above the official and the parallel exchange rate. That same day, the central bank kept the dollar at a bit over six bolivars, while on the black market it traded at almost seven. The stores that were closed by the official charged eight bolivars per dollar. According to the report, merchants denounced that Maduro's regime, quote, wants to see them ruined, end quote. On Thursday the 18th, in Barquisimeto City, a roller coaster car at the Chicolandia Amusement Park suffered a malfunction that caused one of its cars to derail. Four people were injured and were transferred to the emergency room of Oropesa Hospital. This amusement park is the oldest in Barquisimeto. It was built 37 years ago. However, it has been remodeled in recent years. So far, despite the accident, the park is still open. And to close this edition, some sports news. On Friday the 19th, the Venezuelan Baseball Museum shared on its social media that baseball players Johan Santana and Melvin Mora will join the Venezuelan Baseball Hall of Fame. Santana was a two-time American League Cy Young Award winner and one of the most dominant pitchers in Major League Baseball in the 2000s. Meanwhile, Melvin Mora hit .277 in 13 MLB seasons in addition to playing for the Venezuelan team Magallanes. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Since inflation is soaring almost everywhere, what is something that you had to stop buying because it got too expensive? Let us know at Venezuela at Rorschach.com or Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela or Twitter at Rorschach underscore Ven. Hasta la próxima.